What's good, everybody? This is John Zabala, a.k.a. The Soul Poppy of Music and Special Records. Check out our first EP, MIP Family, Our Year Volume 1, streaming everywhere right now. The project includes features from Spudavell, The Hitter, Shaky, Young Cobain, Baby Banks, Stephanie J, Quan Wick, Junes, Yours Truly, and J-Rod Brown. MIP Family, Our Year Volume 1 is streaming everywhere right now. One, boom. And welcome to another episode of Dear Reading. This is Dear Reading episode. I'm not going to hold because we had those two special episodes. I'm like, do I count those as episodes? Do I not? Because if not, I think we're on episode six, 60 something. I'm not going to hold. Oh my goodness. Let, let's find out. I'll let you know. Bear with us. Uh, we're on episode 88, <laughs> technically. But if we count the two special episodes with Wesley Butler and also Priscilla Campos, then we'll be on episode 90, which is kind of bugged out. Yeah, that's crazy. What? 88 episodes. Wow. We're 12 episodes away from, we're three months away from episode 100. We truly are. That's crazy. Oh. We did it, Joe. All right, we did it. We're gonna celebrate. Somebody, somebody hire us, sponsor us. Thank you. Sponsor us, put us on Spotify, give us that show since Joe Biden don't want it no more. Oh. We're okay. Let's get it. Let's get, let me get all administrative stuff out of the way. We'll get into the conversation. Boom. So, real quick, first and foremost, welcome to Dear Reading. I am your host, Marquise Davon, and I am joined with the most beautiful woman in the world, Marie. Hello, hello. What it is? Sex is the limit. You already know what it is. Um, so if you are new here, welcome to the show. If you are not new here, welcome back. We appreciate you for still rocking with us. Um, if you want to support Dear Reading, you can go to patreon.com slash DearRDG. Once again, that's patreon.com slash DearRDG. You can join us for at least $2 a month, which is $24 a year. And, you know, be rocking with us because you're going to support us monetarily if you can. But we are still in an entire panorama. So, you can also non-monetarily donate to this podcast by sharing this podcast, letting your friends and your family and your frenemies know about to this podcast and to listen to it, but then also leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well. Interact with us in the SoundCloud streets. Interact with us in the Instagram streets, Twitter streets, okay? You got eight wonderful hosts. Don't be a ghost follower. Interact. We need, we need your opinion, okay? So please do that. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, thank you for everybody who has reached out as well that have been enjoying these special episodes because it feels like that you're starting to get to know your political candidates as well a little bit more because you know those local elections are also important. So make sure that you're still keeping in tune with those. We recently had a conversation with Priscilla Campos and we also had a conversation with Wesley Butler. And then coming up, we're going to have another conversation um, with Ryan Cooper as well, who is going for um, MDJ as well. So we're gonna hear from another potential district judge. Um, so I'm excited to get into that conversation. Um, so make sure you stay tuned. We're gonna keep releasing those specific episodes on um, Facebook Watch. Um, so this way you can still interact with them in the comments. So please look forward to that next conversation that we choose to have. Other than that, hey Marie, how you doing? I'm good, you know, just chilling. I'm in New York right now. I go to Columbia tomorrow, so. So when y'all listen to this episode, Marie's going to be on her way out, on a plane. 
got vaccinated, so my arm feels like somebody punched me and bruised my arm. Oh, good. Yep. You got that. The vaccine took me out last time. I, last week when I got my second vax, that John, when I tell you I never felt joint pain the way that I felt that joint pain, I was sad. I <laughs> said, my body hurts. Hell. They put crack in that shit because that was only my first dose and I still have the second one to go like and my arm couldn't move it. It literally was stiff. I had sniffles. I'm like, they put crack in that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly and truly over it. Like, <laughs> it make no sense. I said, I don't want to feel like that ever again. Like, it's ever worse. Than worse. Mm, which one did you get? I got the P. Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got, too. Yeah, so, uh, the second one's going to probably take me out. So let me just <laughs> make sure I had days off so I can just be dead in my bed. <laughs> Look, I still, even after getting it, like, I'm I'm lucky because, like, my school does weekly COVID tests. So we have a group of people that come in every single Wednesday. So we've, getting, we've been getting COVID tests damn near every week. But I'm tired of that shit going up my nose. Okay? I'm every over it. What? Every week? Yeah, they can do because they because if we're having kids come back in, they just want to make sure they're being as safe as possible. So it's like we got fifth and sixth grade coming back in. But I'm just like, baby, every week I do it once a month so I can travel. But when I like travel, I go somewhere and then I come home and I quarantine even without like yeah. whatever. But every week, baby, no, <laughs> I'd be over it. I should be like, get it over with. <laughs> and it's still it never gets better. It never gets better. Bruh, I'd be like, are you really trying to touch my brain right now? Because there is no much more deeper you can go up there. I promise you. I promise you. It's not. (laughs) This would be trash if that's really our new normal. (laughs) Like, all right, everybody, get your. That's it. Just let me stay home. Just let me. We're going to be bracing with some kids anyway. Just let me stay home. Are the kids getting tested? Um, I know they're going to start doing some stuff with seventh and eighth grade, I think, because it's more the transmission rate happens a little bit more with the older kids, but the younger kids, I don't think so, because it's not as bad um, for younger kids. So I think I think all the kids should be tested because you're you could possibly bring that home to your family. That's that's my whole thing about it, too, because I'm just like, yo, what about these multi-generational homes? Because I'm just like. That's cute and all, y'all. Y'all see some numbers going down, and more people are getting vaccinated. Woo, woo, woo. Numbers are starting to go back up again for one, but then two, um, what happens to the families that don't have access to any of these spots? That's the stuff that worries me because I'm just like, healthcare is not as free as we think it is. Well, we know that John's not free, but like, <laughs> if you're gonna have kids go back to school, if you're gonna have people go back to work, like, make sure that there is a many as many possible safety precautions, or at least as many touch points of being able to have access to this vaccine as possible because if not you're you're doing people dirty honestly and i feel like in that sense like either covid testing or the vaccine or something has to be affordable affordable and if a kid does get infected and has come down with some symptoms or something they should be paying for the health care like they should be paying for that because if you're if you're in a low low income situation and you don't have insurance and you're telling my kid to go to school that potentially puts them at risk and now i have to cover all these hospital bills yeah at that point yeah that's why it's always such a sucky situation when it's for low-income families because it's just like some parents need to get their kids back in school because they can't watch their kids and all this other stuff because then you have to think about like what happens when kids don't have access to um 
extracurriculars, what happens when kids don't have structure and can't, and it's not any fault of the parents, but the parent has to still do their job at the end of the day because they got bills to pay. And so it really just makes you think like, damn, if you're low income or you don't have wealth, you're you have, yeah, you got to. And some people's kids are going, got go outside, they got to work, they got to put school off, they got to do a bunch of different things. And I'm just like, you're not taking the time and you're not genuinely thinking about the most marginalized person in this group. Because if you were, you would know that a lot of them are essential workers. So they have to go into work. They don't have access to as much PTO and people don't care enough. So that, that's, that's that shit that's been bothering me low key though. Cause I'm just like, we really gotta be more considerate of these, of low income families and multi-generational households which is normally black and brown kids anyway, so. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and if not that, the government should stop rent and stop things that people have to go to work for that where if they're like, their kids have to stay home, they can take care of them. Like there should be an, like, there should be an either or like, you know what, you don't have this, you can do this. You don't have this, you can do this. Yeah. And about the low income families that are working three jobs just to pay for their multi-generational housing and stuff like that. So I think that's what's frustrated me the most too about this whole pand like pandemic, like, okay, you can give us stimulus checks, which won't cover all the back rent that we have to pay. $600, $1,400, $1,200, that's nothing. That is one month's rent. Mm. Like, I still got to work my three jobs and still find somewhere to put my kids, even though they have to work virtually. Yep. Like, yeah. So, like, Stop rent where said like, okay, like, you know, maybe if I stayed home with my kid, blah, 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 that makes it a little easier so I don't have to pay my rent. And not for them to, like, stop paying it and then owe it back, at the, like, three months later. That's right. so like what where am I gonna pull the money from ass like that's the part that's crazy because I'm just like I'm lucky enough to have jobs that stayed virtual and I can still have an income that's steadily coming in but I feel for the people who don't have that option I really do because I said I'm lucky I work in tech and I can work in education where things are virtual but for the people who have to do brick and mortar that drone's garbage so I, I'm just sending my love and thoughts to everybody who has to still compromise your humanity and pick and choose <laughs> the necessary evil that you have to engage with because that to me is it's not fair um and it's not cool so that's just where i'm at with that i'm moving to new zealand they ain't got no covid cases <laughs> like <laughs> Get us out! <laughs> you know a country knows how to act right because this is because they got all them damn mutant bugs over there that's that problem that's the only reason you won't catch me really <laughs> Mutant bugs. Them jaws are big. You ever see their flies are like the size of my two hands put together? Was that Australia? Australia, New Zealand. They're all. Australia. They're literally all in the same region. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly scared of kangaroos. That's why I will not go. That too. I said a kangaroo's not about to beat my ass. <laughs> Who gonna beat my ass? That kangaroo right there. <laughs> that one right there. I swear to God. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> it's gonna be mad. That kangaroo right there. Cause I see it in my mind, and I said, "Nah, that kangaroo gonna kick my ass." I know he is. <laughs> I try to jump at it. That drone jumped right at me, kick right in my face, y'all. <laughs> what? 
I'm not go. I don't even. I'm not even. I wouldn't even want to go to Australia because the spiders. Like I see one spider, I'm burning the whole house down. Like the whole house gotta go. Gotta go. Itty bitty spiders. Those they're big ass spiders. I see that shit. I'm burning the whole house down. Gotta go. Play with me. (laughs) You thought you was gonna catch a real one, but you didn't. Mm. Now your whole family's burning. Sorry. Got mad. If y'all listeners, if you haven't caught on now, this is a free for all episode. Maria and I decided to just do something short and sweet for everybody. Um, so today we are just gonna chill out. We're gonna talk about doing like a mental decluttering um, and kind of go through that process with ourselves just because like there's anxiety that's been going around. There's a lot of stuff between passing of people, passing of DMX. We have to, we're going through the Derek Chauvin cases as well, which regards to George Floyd. Um, there's a lot of race-based trauma that's going on. So we were just like, how are we, let's just do a quick check-in with each other, but then also just kind of give some advice into like, how do we declutter our minds and like, what steps do we do? And just kind of talk about that a little bit more. Um, we try to do, I think we have like an episode like this every 15 or so episodes, just so we are doing like a proper check-in. Um, so we just going to get right into it. Um, when we mention declutter your mind, it's more so trying to figure out how we stop um, worrying, how are we um, stopping um, anxiety, negative thinking, all of that stuff. Um, And so there's a couple of tips and stuff that um, people have shared. Um, Now, I think we can get a little bit more nuanced with it. So I'm gonna just reference this article in Forbes and then we'll kind of just talk through some things of like things that we do, if it resonates with us or if it doesn't. Um, and then kind of go from there. Sounds good? Sounds great. All right. So Noma Nazish wrote an article, How to Declutter Your Mind, 10 Practical Tip, Ten practical Tips You'll Actually Want to Try. Um, so when you think about your decluttering and you think about having a cluttered mind, think about your brain being in serious o- overdrive, your mind, your mental space, a chaotic mess. So think about all of these things as you're kind of going through there. Um, so some, she gives us 10 tips essentially. And so we're gonna just go through each of the 10 tips and then kind of talk through them a little bit. All right. Gotcha. All right. So her first tip, set priorities <laughs> is the first thing. She says, prioritizing is a great way to proactively take charge of your life. The first step is to figure out what are the things that matter the most to you, your life aspirations and your long-term goals. Um, She says to prepare a list of your top priorities and make sure your actions and the decisions you take reflect the priorities you set. So Marie, how do you go about setting your priorities? Do you do like, do you journal? Do you use a planner? Do you use your notes app? Like, how do you um, discuss, like handle your priorities? Um, damn, I do not use a journal or a planner. I really do use my notes app. Like, because I hate journals, I hate planners, and I'm very much a millennial when it comes to using the note app. Like anything and everything goes in my notes app, like, um, or I use a whiteboard in my room. I have a whiteboard where um, I write everything, um, my goals for the month, my goals for the quarter, my goals for the year, um, and that's how I prioritize my goals. I think that way for me. Yeah, I was gonna say, like for me, I, I, yo, know, the notes app be killing me and not softly. Like the thing, cause it's just like I, I go in there to like write my grocery list. I don't go in there for anything much else, <laughs> to be honest. 
like if I have quick ideas and stuff and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to forget this. I write it down or a website I need to go through. I write it down um, if I'm like on the go. But like, I'm really big on like using sticky notes and I'm just like, what is my weekly goal? What is my daily goal? What is my monthly goal? Um, and I just do it from month to month now. I realize trying to plan out three months in advance, it don't do it for me. Uh, <laughs> Cause you know, things change. So um, yeah, I think just setting priorities, that's something I still struggle with every once in a while, especially as like, I, I slowed down a lot of my projects that I was already working on. I'm just like, last week was probably the first week where I was just like, I didn't have to record anything. I'm so proud of you because yeah. you are always on the go. You're always doing something. You have like three different jobs, three different podcasts. I'd be like, Marquise, breathe. Like, just like, yeah, and I said, nah, like I'm gonna, so but it's still like weird because in my mind, I'm still just like, oh, I still have to prioritize some of these things. But like, even then I just was like, all right, I'm gonna leave this message in the Dear Writing Slack channel. So people just updated on what's going on. And then kind of go from there. Speaking of, real quick, quick aside, um, thank you to Priscilla Campos as well for donating $200 to the um, Dear Reading podcast. We super, super appreciate it. You did not have to do that, but because you went out of your way to do so, I do want to also give you that quick thanks. Um, but back to the show. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was just like, let me prioritize like what projects do I actually want to keep investing myself in? And also like, what is it like for me to just have a week off? And last week was my week off and that was like super, super nice. So I was just like, cool, I'm back into it. Um, still deciding on other, just other factors and whatnot and like different project management spaces that I want to go into. But for the most part, like I'm doing, I'm got, I'm, my setting priorities is a work in progress right now. Cause I'm like resetting like all of the things that I participate in and trying to figure out like, all right, what things do I genuinely want to participate in and what things do I not? Cause I'm realizing, I was realizing, I said, ah, I don't got enough time to just like live and experience new things all the time. Unless I was on like a very intentional spring break or midwinter break. And I said, nah, that's garbage. I need more weekends. Like, and this weekend I did that. Like I just set myself as a priority and it was fun. You should do that more often. Yeah. You really should because you yeah. are, besides like everything else you got going on, you are priority. Me, I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. I, I do have, I do feel like priority priorities are just like, like, I don't know. I don't like to overwork myself because I feel like if I overwork myself, I overwork my brain and then I can't function anymore. Like, I don't feel like I can function at my top potential if I'm overworked. Right. I feel that. Um, boom. And that, I guess that slides us right at number two, because you already mentioned you do not like the journal. <laughs> Um, so she said, uh, tip number two is to keep a journal. Um, it's a good way to relax your mind by analyzing and organizing your thoughts. According to research published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, expressive writing eliminates intrusive thoughts about negative events and improves working memory. Um, researchers believe that these improvements may in turn free up your cognitive resources for other mental activities, including the ability to manage, stre manage stress more effectively Writing in a daily journal can also help manage anxiety and cope with depression as it's a healthy outlet to release bottled emotions. Um, so for me, journaling has been huge this year. Um, I just, I use it, like if I don't do it every day, I at least go into it every other day. Um, in the mornings, I also do um, affirmations. And then at night, I'll try to reflect at least five to 10 minutes of like, hey, like, did you accomplish things? Did you notice regular themes that were going on, blah, blah, blah. And like what were conversations being had 
Um, so for me, journaling definitely worked. Um, just in terms of like easing, it like helps me decompress. And now I can like leave these thoughts here. So if I ever need to like go back into them and be like, huh, how was I feeling on this day? Or what could have triggered something that I might be feeling later in the week? That's kind of how I've been using it to be to be completely honest. So yeah. I like that. I, like that. I, I think I don't like journals because I hate the thought of writing. Um, like it's easier to just do it with your phone, but I also like to be verbal about how I feel like immediately when I feel it. So usually I've always like, when I feel something, I feel it immediately. Like, that's why I always tell people like my, the, like, you know, the most truest thing are your emotions because you feel it immediately. So I always like to be verbal about how I feel in that moment. So I don't have to go back and think about it later. Like I'll think about it, reflect like, okay, did I say it? If the right way to that person, do I say the right way to myself? Yes, I talk to myself. I have full blown conversations. Her. Did I say it in like a tone that wasn't disrespectful? Like I made sure I got my point across. But I like to be verbal. Like I didn't even notice that until now. But like I don't like writing things down. Like I do in a sense of like how we should say things, but they never come out the way I write it down. Ever. Even when I try to type it out and then delete it and then try to write a new nicer thing, that drone don't be working. I, bitch, I said what I said. <laughs> it doesn't slap the way you're. It's supposed to when you're trying to, you know, you know, type it out. You you got to be authentic with it. Be like, bitch, didn't I tell you how? Like you, you upset me, huh? Like, come on. <laughs> Keep it pushing. Her. <laughs> you, might say, you might apologize later. I'm like, I didn't really mean to say it that way, but I meant what I said. <laughs> and exactly. And honestly, that goes right into step number three. I'm not going to hold. It says learn to let go, accept yourself, love yourself, and keep moving forward. <laughs> um, this one goes a little bit more into it. It says it is important to let go of all negative thoughts and emotions that make you feel bogged down eliminating unnecessary thoughts fears and concern help reduce stress boost your self-esteem and free up some mental space so if you're monitoring your thoughts regularly and try to replace your negative thoughts with more positive ones it has a great impact on you um which i am getting better at actually because some people be pissing me off at my job and i really just be like yeah you're just a co-worker you actually have no you have no like foregoing on the rest of my life outside of the this eight to four or nine to five or 11 to seven or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and honestly, I say things very unapologetically because there was a little bit where I was just like, people were like, mm, you're giving a little arrogant. And I said, yeah. they said I was giving arrogant and intimidating. And it was mentioned probably three times within a two week span. And I said, you? Yes. And so it was like, it was annoying me on the low. And I was just like, no, because when it's said in a professional workplace, if it's an arrogant or um, which we'll call it intimidating, it rubs me the wrong way. So I'm just like, don't one, don't call black people arrogant if they're good at what they do. And then two, don't call us intimidating because you're insecure about your own shit. So I was really just in that space because I really reflected for a little bit. And I wrote in my journal and said, huh. Do I move in an arrogant fashion? Can people not tell, check me on certain things? And I was like, no, people are allowed to check me if it's very much so warranted. But there are moments where I'm just like, no, if I'm good at what I'm doing, I'm not faking humble because your ass is insecure. Thank you, Kendrick. But like. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Get, 
vibe from you. Even like, you know, before we became friends and I was just there reading, I never got it arrogant or intimidation from you. Like you were like, I know my shit and I know it well. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> right. Cause that's my, that's what my thing though. This is a, a tangent aside from let's learn to let go. Like I, actually it's still actually part of it too. Cause it's accepting myself and understanding the part of me where I'm just like, no, it's okay for me to have the subject matter expertise in what I do and being able to say, no, I do this thing well. But it's interesting because I feel like people always want a lot of us, at least our generation, um, and even the generation before, they expect us to always be polite. And I feel like this culture of trying to be polite forces like a lot of people to not be as authentic as they want to be in terms of how they want to approach certain conversations. And, and, and I think that's also a problem because I'm not going to fake humble because of you. I know what, like, and I feel that sometimes even with my business, people are like trying to tell me how to do it. I'm like, no, I, I do this shit and I do it very well. And that's not me trying to be arrogant or any of that. I, I'm just not going to humble myself when I know what I, like, there's other things that I'm not good at. And I will tell you right now, I'm not good at that. But don't question me on the things that I am good at because right. I do. Well. <laughs> we already deal with enough imposter syndrome and you want to do that dumb shit? I'm annoyed. Like, you should have just sat there and ate your food. <laughs> like, it wasn't giving. I'm crying. Um, and then I think that goes into the next joke. Not, it doesn't smoothly go into it, but we're going on to the fourth step. Um, she then says, avoid multitasking. I struggle with this because I definitely, right now, as we're speaking, I have five tabs open on my laptop. <laughs> And I, I think about it because I'm just like, no, we we have like, I know people who have 10, 15, 20 tabs open on their laptops at a time, but we're constantly going back and forth to certain things. Like even today, I was just like, oh, I should probably send out this email while I'm trying to clean my room. While I'm cleaning my room, I should probably order some hand soap from my bathroom. While I'm ordering hand soap from my bathroom, let me figure out if I'm going to eat something tonight. When I figure out what I'm eating tonight, let's also do this. And I was just like, all right, stop, slow down. I did this I did this part today where I was just like, Marquise, just put on your music and clean your room. That was my only task of the day. Okay, so my question for you is, do you know how to stop multitasking when needed? Cause like, I feel like with me, I, I can clean my room without multitasking, but I can multitask when need be. Like I can stop it when I don't need to do it, but when I need to do it, I can do it. So can you like halt it when you don't need to? Or do you like notice yourself multitasking even when you're not supposed to be doing it? Even when I'm not supposed to be multitasking, I still find myself thinking about what is this next thing that I have to get done? And I guess this also just stacks into prior, like doing better at prioritizing my stuff. Because even while, like, even while I'm having this conversation with you right now, I know that my mind's like, oh, we definitely have like this one work email that we have to check before we get into work tomorrow. Let me make sure I'm also getting that down so I don't forget. And so I'm already thinking about like, what are these next steps that we have to do? And so for me, I'm just like, I'm not even being present with myself because my mind is like, all right, while you're doing this thing, is there stuff that you could also be getting done while having this conversation, right? And I said, this is not okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's something I work on because my mind be in overload mode too. That's why my phone, when it's on do not disturb, like yesterday I was kind of bugged out because I had like 70, 80, 90 notifications. And I said, and that's crazy because I turned off my Twitter notifications 
I turned off Facebook notifications. I, I turned off a lot of stuff and I said, these are emails, all right? Because I looked at my email today and it said 265 emails and I said, baby, it, my, stuff, my stuff never goes over like 30 emails at a time. It's not giving. Yeah, so I was just like, I don't want to miss anything like while I'm going through this and then, yeah, so in my mind, yeah, it's always like just figuring out like what is this next task that I need to do, but I'm trying to force myself to stop doing that and just like be. Damn, I, you know what is crazy? I'm like, I've been, but this is because, okay, so this sounds horrible. Don't, don't take after me, anybody, but I've been turned my notifications off a long time ago. I, my phone is always on do not disturb. Like if you're not in my favorites list, your notifications, your text messages do not pop up. Like I turn off my IG notifications, Instagram, Snapchat, yep. Clubhouse, Facebook, all of it is off. Oh, and you got to get rid of Clubhouse on the low though, because I said, why am I still on this app? Honestly, Clubhouse is not giving anymore, but. No, I don't think Club, I think Clubhouse was an app for the time when we were all in quarantine. It's and not. That. Mm -mm. But I, honestly, I'm really bad with notifications. Cause like, I'll check it when I check it. Like if you're not in my favorites, I'm not replying because on top of that, like business too, that's why I also I'm getting a business phone. Cause sometimes it's like my clients that are reaching me or whatever, but like, I make sure I have their clients and they're my favorites at the moment, right. but I don't like to be bombarded with honestly, the number of notifications give me anxiety. That's why I delete every email, even Manny's emails. I delete them. You don't yeah. need them. They gotta go. Honestly, I I, I've been going through the same thing. I've been like, I, I tweeted damn near every month. I need to get a business phone. I need to get a business phone. I need to get a business phone. So I don't give people my personal number to get in contact with me. Like, no, you'll get me. You'll get me when you get me. Cause I'm definitely going to stop, stop, start telling people, Hey, this is my new number. This is where you can text me at. And then delete their number out of my phone. Like, at the end of the they be, they be texting you. Like they, like my clients text me at 1 AM ma'am. Ma'am. Like, do you not respect boundaries? I'm sleeping okay. and or okay. drinking. Ma'am. What? Like, I appreciate your biz. I appreciate you supporting me, but you, I do have boundaries. And 1 a.m. and you expected me to text you back and call you back at 1 a.m.? Yeah, I think, I think it is hard as a creative or a business owner, too, because of us being, doing more client-facing things. It's, it's like, oh, our brain is still going to an extent. But I really want to know, like, in my mind, I'm like, does Issa Rae turn off her brain at some point in time? I think so. I think she has to. Right. Like, I want to get to that point where I can just be like, no, everybody's put in place who knows how to do these things. I don't have to touch it until, unless something is going wrong. Like, be like, be like Beyonce, until the notes that I gave you <laughs> were implemented, I'm, I'm not giving anymore. Like, like but that's the thing though like and, and and that's why i'm switching things with like my business i'm doing like more zoom calls so i can do stuff like that so like you have your chance to tell me everything you want face to face instead of over messaging or email or whatever so we have that intimacy even if it's through zoom but like you have your chance to tell me everything i will also send you an email just you know to double back like this is what we talked over this is what you want and go from there because people really or i'll text them and they'll text me three days later and I'm like, what? And it'll be at like 11 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not texting you back till the next day. And they'll expect my immediate reply. And I'm like, I was waiting for your reply for three days. 
And now you want me to work on your time, baby. The customer's not always right in my business. This is not Kmart. <laughs> it's not McDonald's. You can't have it your way. Yeah, can't. <laughs> um, so as we keep going forward, tip number five is to breathe. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I breathe for 10 minutes every morning I wake up. And it's wow. very nice. I, I do not. I don't do that. <laughs> I breathe and stretch for 10 minutes. All right. I have to be more like you because I do not do that. Um, I truly don't. It, it starts my day. I, I, I do that in the morning because I do the affirmations for 10 minutes. I do the breathing and stretching for 10 more minutes. And then I um, read, I listen to a podcast um, and drink coffee and prepare my coffee um, in the morning. So like, it's a 30 minute regiment, but I'm up at 6.15. So by 6.45, I have my personal keys time done and then I can get ready for work. <laughs> Maybe I need to incorporate my own peace time, but I felt like I, lately I had classes, I have work and I have like my business to like, I don't even have time for that. And like the majority of the time before I start work, I brush my teeth, wash my face and just hop on. Like that's it. Like, but I think that affirmation thing would help in breathing. Yeah, low key, like speaking of affirmations, they do put me in a much better mood. If I say them out loud, like Marquise, you deserve to have a fruitful financial situation. Marquise, you deserve to smile three times today. Marquise, you deserve like saying that stuff out loud. It genuinely helps a lot. When I'm just like, no, Marquise, you deserve happiness. Yes, I do. You're right. (laughs) That is that is self care. That's it's my favorite part of my morning, though. Low key, like. Don't tell the other people who know, like, I drink my coffee re- religiously. However, you know, uh, I, at least I know. <laughs> New Orleans every day. <laughs> like, I knew at the moment we went to New York and you were you you were a, a morning. I already knew you were a morning person, but it solidified you weren't a morning person without your coffee. I was like, oh, he angry. He angry. <laughs> all right I, I learned to love that part of myself <laughs> i'm glad people respect it <laughs> i was like i'm gonna just I, I know he still loves me so i'm gonna just put on some good music that he's gonna like okay. it's a vibe i'm new orleans was a vibe per. it was, it really was. <laughs> i can't wait to go was, back though i would truly tra- travel with you again because you do your own thing you don't complain That's a it fair. was easy wow we should try, definitely try to get back there because I think if weather permits, they might have their jazz fest again. When is that? So they, so you got Essence Fest, which is like the big one that everybody goes to, but then they also have one in the fall that's just more focused on like live band and it's like like all outside. Um, but it's dope. It's like a big jazz festival situation. So a lot of people are also just like, yeah, a lot of people come for Essence, but that should also be a thing. I like that. If, um, I think we should also do LA together too. Where? LA. We would. Oh, we would have. I'm definitely down for LA. I'm absolutely. I was thinking of doing like a month out there, or like even like the amount of days we did in New Orleans, like a week or yeah. something, or whatever. Working well, from honestly, out there. Honestly, let me know because um, which call it? I actually have a summer break this year, so I want to use it. Uh, yes let's set this up let's set this yeah, up yeah let me find out i think my last day of work is june 12th and then i'm off for like a month and a half yeah so i'll definitely i'll keep you in the loop for that one 
I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna ask them tomorrow to be honest because I said maybe <laughs> when did we start on a break when do we got to come back because be free <laughs> facts uh speak about work declutter your workspace is number six um so did you know that people with people that have a messy workspace are less efficient and more frustrated than those who have an organized work desk well you do now <laughs> um but i guess let me let me switch this up a little bit um do you because of us being in a pandemic for a little bit how did you use a did you declutter your room did you create like a space for you to intentionally work i'm not gonna lie to you i work in my bed <laughs> literally I can't do that i can't do that literally work on my bed um nine times out of ten i usually have a tv show going and i'll just stop it like from like streaming or whatever and i'll answer the phone but i work in my bed so okay. it's pretty, pretty decluttered usually the only other person that's in that bed is manny so oh see and i can't do that like i i have to, i had to buy it when the pandemic started i had to buy a desk and was just like i i need a spot i can't work on my bed working on a couch i would get too comfortable because if i decided to watch tv i felt like i was in the same space so like mentally when i sit at my desk i'm working when i go to my bed i'm going to my bed when i go to the couch i'm not by my i don't i realize since the pandemic happened i do not use my laptop as often as i used to like wow i, I turn it like the I turn it on on Sundays <laughs> when we have to record the podcast. Other than that, I do not turn on my laptop after after I get out of work. So once two o'clock hits, I'm out. Yeah, that I wow. I honestly think that way when it comes to content creation. Like I wanna, I want a desk and stuff like that where I can sit down, and look at my videos, pictures, and stuff like that. But when it comes to work, I'll sit all up in my bed. Right. <laughs> Period. I mean, you better best be comfortable. Shoot, for all that, I need to get a better chair though on the low. Like, I just want some. I need another comfy chair. And low key, them gamer chairs be looking wild comfortable. What you want to spend? Because them gamer chairs, they be looking wild. But I promise you, them bitches be comfortable as fuck. See, see man, it be knowing. Okay. That's how much you want to spend? Because some like some of them really like kind of like more, in a sense, like depending on like how you like your posture is and like how, helps you correct your posture. So it really depends on what you're willing to spend. <laughs> That's, yeah, I know. When I found that shit out too, I was like, "No, nah, there's no way." So if you want, if you want to spend like a hundred or something plus on a get on like a on a, on a gaming chair, like on a decent gaming chair, I should say, it's worth it. Okay, because I spent eighty dollars on this chair. Oh yeah, no, nah, that's not good enough. I'm, I'm gonna send you some shit, and I, you can you can take a pick from there. Oh, period. Thank you. I got you. I'm screaming. <laughs> Hi, Manny. I'm Marquis. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So we're going to move right on to step number seven when it comes to decluttering um, your mental space. Um, so the number seven is be decisive. It says when you constantly put off making decisions, your brain becomes overwhelmed by all the clutter that's created by those pending decisions. So stop procrastinating and make a call. Oh, Marisa, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Oh, what? Huh. It's about it's the house you want to buy or the email you've been avoiding for so long. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Shit, if I'm avoiding it, delete. <laughs> <laughs> Not delete it. <laughs> but I am very, I am so indecisive. But it's usually about like other things. It's not email. It's not, it's never when it comes to like work, like at all. 
it's like little things that I'm indecisive about. Work stuff, I know what it is. It, it's that, and you can't tell me otherwise. Right. And now sometimes, I, it, nah, I think there was a little bit of time where the simplest of tasks felt like it was so much work to me. Like, I know it's a simple reply to an email, but for me, it would take me forever to just be like, all right, Marquis, sit down and just send this email. When it's a simple yes or no, or hey, here's the attachment, blah, 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 keep pushing. Emails, sometimes I was just like, nah, like this is a lot. Even the Dear Reading email sometimes, I'm just like, this takes mental brain work to go through all of these emails and actually like, ah, uh, <laughs> give the time and dedication to like doing this. So sometimes I used to get, I used to get anxiety around sending emails or trying to finish products and stuff because I was just like, all right, I could do it. There we go. Send it. I'm good at this. Da, da, da. But I used to get anxiety around sending emails of work that was supposed to be done. And like, I know the work was fine, but I was just like, damn, I don't want like too, too much feedback at the same time. Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that. Like, I, I'm probably not like that with emails because I hate the number there. So I'll open it and reply right away. I actually put them in my favorites and then be like, all right, boom, I know I have to touch these emails. So when I get to them, I get to them. That is so much extra than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. But that's how I feel about packing though. Like I think, I think about packing, like I enjoy traveling, but packing, I tell you, I think about it and I just want to lay back down. I wait till the last minute to pack. You know what y'all need? So do I. Assistance. That's it. Get an assistant. I'm screaming. I'm, I'm working so on <laughs> <laughs> This thing is screaming right in the camera. And like, I'm confused. <laughs> right. We got, we got three more. We got three more tips to go through. Um, so tip number eight is share your thoughts. Um, do you talk to loved ones about how you feel is a great way to release pent up emotions? Share your thoughts with others. Sharing your thoughts with others can act also help you look at things from a fresh perspective, which can help you think clearer and make better decisions. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've been doing, I've been getting better at sharing my thoughts though. I was about to say, Marquise, we don't really know you. We don't really know what your thoughts are until we ask you sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also a fact. It really depends on like what it is. Like, yeah, I actually I do better about now that I think about it. Now I gotta do better about sharing my thoughts. Cause even then I was just like, cause normally, well, I it's the fucking journal, which what it was to be completely honest. Like I write my stuff out in my journal. I'm just like, boom, this is what I need to kind of work through. But if it's something that keeps recurring, then that's when I decide to talk to somebody else about it. And normally Amanda would be like, all right, bitch, what's wrong? <laughs> or Richard and I just get into like this long conversation and so it's normally just like in proximity is often when it happens rather than me like directly calling my mom but me and Rev actually have been getting better about like calling each other and sharing our thoughts about stuff so that's that's been interesting an interesting development in our brotherhood so I'm like, that, oh, Rev and I actually talk talk that is really interesting damn now I'm thinking like do I share my thoughts hmm um i think i i think depending on what it is i can yeah, free I'm gonna say, Marie, you'll go three months without telling me shit <laughs> then be like yeah so marquise i was actually going through this thing da, 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 da. you heard for phil go ahead take your time <laughs> because marie don't be sharing her thoughts and now i thought about i said hold on marie said no nah, i can't do that i'm going through this thing right now 
as this y'all listeners, let me tell you, let me tell you, Marie will be like, yeah, so I, I found out two months after the fact, Marie's going back to school. Why, why I find out after that she was already in school? Unless <laughs> that she's already in school, and you're like, damn, like you taking a final. <laughs> I just accidentally come across it. What we're not about to do was try to gig up on me. Not looking what we're. We were just, I thought we were just reading the facts. <laughs> no, the facts on the sheet, and that was it. We just Listen, read them. You know what? Shut your black ass. <laughs> I honestly, okay. I'll tell you my reason why I'm not. I'm good with sharing my thoughts in certain in certain instances, but usually I I feel like, and it's my own personal thing. I feel like. Either people don't care for me, like not care for me, but like, oh, like, let me just hit up Marquise and tell him I'm going to, you know, back to school. Like, you know, like it's not nothing big for me to share. Like, I don't think it's big, but I also think like I'm a black woman. I'm strong. I don't want to be like a burden. So it's just like it's 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 like it's how I was raised. So I'm kind of trying to unlearn that, but I just I don't. Yeah, but fuck all that. You got to be a strong black woman shit. No, you're allowed to be a regular human being. It's never a burden. I want to know the good things that go on in your life. Thank for you, Marquise. If you other hoes don't, I do. Damn. Marquise, I don't know everything. You didn't tell me you had a boyfriend until you after you had a boyfriend. Right. Damn, you for why? We're not talking about me. We're talking about you right now. I'm confused. I thought we were dragging Marie. To um, you know, I had, you had to, to defend yourself. You had to defend your. I, I get it. You know what? We're gonna keep sharing our thoughts then. Don't you? Because me and Manny be like, yo, what's going on with Marquise? Like, we haven't heard about Marquise's life yet. You know what? Uh, you know, that's a fact. Because I, I realized I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, I said, I don't think I talked to Mary in three weeks. See, outside, like I mean, outside of the podcast, and I said, no, that's fake. I gave myself <laughs> a good dragging. I'm not gonna hold. <laughs> it was a good one. No, honestly, you know, no. we just like I got caught up in like life, and we're just like, did I act? Did I have I actively texted Marie just to kind of see like what made Marie smile today? Did she accomplish anything today? And I realized I didn't do that. Not not them turning. Not us turning this to a therapy session. <laughs> why is it always like this with us? <laughs> no, is why we don't do solo episodes together. <laughs> This is giving New Orleans all over again. <laughs> all over again. Wow. Ooh, this is giving peak New Orleans all over again. I, I don't know why that made me crack up. That really did. But, you know, like, it's honestly, and that is like a two-way street, though. And I always feel like we always have our best conversations in person. That, and I also, I do feel like that's also part of it, though. Because I feel like we, because of us being, like, in person... And we were basically hanging out every other day when we were both in the same city. Like that crafted like how we talked to each other as well. Yeah. Cause me and you would just exchange a look. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Literally, we barely text. The only time we text is like, okay, I'm gonna meet you there. That's it. Like that. Yeah, wow, that's actually it. Maybe that's what it is. Like, we're not long distance friends. Yeah, we we do better. We have better conversations about our lives in person. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I can tell you my deepest, like not even deepest things or just things that I'm going through via text. Like, I feel like it's more like in person, like yeah, yeah, yeah. intimate in person. 
I agree with that. I think there's room for that, though. I think that's perfectly fine. So do I, because I'm like, you know, we're moving to Philly. If I just want to talk to Marquise, I could just go over to Marquise's house. Or... Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, so I feel that same way with Richard, too, though. Like, we, like, I get to know Richard more in person than, like, I would any other place, because that's how I met him. So, but definitely you, because I'm like, damn, I see Marquise almost every day. We got wings on Monday, Wednesday. We were recording on. All right, so we got tacos this day. We're going to go to like this random event this day. Wow. Saturday, we're at, we're at some club. We were like. And honestly, I really do go through videos of like 2019. And I was just like, I think we were together damn near every weekend. For like a full year, like a full year straight. Like we each other consistently. Wow. All right, y'all. Let us know if you also have some long distance friendships that they are, they're different when you're in person, but versus the other thing. And this is all came from share your thoughts. Remember to share your thoughts with loved ones as well. That's important. It's, it really is important. Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm bad with it, but do better. Um, number nine is another interesting one. Um, limit the amount of media intake. The media you consume has a huge impact on your mental health. We spend hours online reading blogs, managing Pinterest boards, watching videos on YouTube, TikTok. This abundance of information can clog your brain, causing stress and anxiety. Limiting the amount of information you consume is necessary to get rid of all the media-related clutter from your mind. You can start by setting a limit amount of time by social media breaks, selective about um, the media consumption. So it says avoid negative content, follow only reliable media outlet for news updates and organize your email regularly. That's super interesting. Do you a lot. Yeah, I know. But do you, do you, have you been limiting the amount of media intake as well in terms of just like TV shows, the kind of shows that you're watching um, and even the news? I don't watch the news anymore. I haven't in like five years. I haven't watched the news. Yeah, the news is depressing. Yeah, uh, the only thing I've been keeping up with lately has been the trial for um, Derek. Yeah. But I, yeah, wow. I, I watch shows, but like only on certain dates that they come out, like This Is Us, um, right. All American, stuff like that. But other than that, like in like anime with like Manny, but for the most part, I don't really watch anything. Mm-hmm. And social media, I don't really damn social media like i i haven't been on social media lately like i'll just post whatever and just go because i feel like sometimes you're scrolling too long you're missing out what like what's happening in in real life yeah and like i don't really care what people like i i didn't notice it until i was scrolling down instagram for thirteen thousand hours i'm like did it say i caught up yet like where right where does all this it's an endless scroll so that's why I'm just like, in social media, it's just like, you can't get all your news and what's going on in the world on social media. You literally have to outreach, read actual articles and stuff like that. Right. And social media can be toxic. Yeah, cause I, so yeah, my relationship shows social media has been changing. Um, and then also I watch the news every morning with my students. So we watch CNN 10 and it's just random shit too that I, learn some stuff about them finding like the way that they uh, they're moving um, mummies over to another spot, which was super interesting. And then just learning about like archeology span and other random shit. But I'm just like, you know what? This is actually kind of interesting. I like, I like that that news is quick and engaging. Um, 
I do listen to um, Up First on NPR. So I always get my news updates and my political updates. I have been listening to um, political podcasts a little bit less though recently. And I've just been here for like, I just, just give me some mindless shit to listen to. Um, or like more lifestyle based ones that have kind of helped with like mental wellness. I, I'm like critical race stuff. I'm, I still have those in my lineup, but I definitely have been um, listening to them a little bit less, especially during the Derek Chauvin trials. Um, cause I remember watching it and I was just like, I left this entire trial mad sad. Like my entire mood shifted. And so I was just like, I had to limit like how, cause I was watching them every single day. Like, and I watched you- hours. But I had to stop because I was just like, no, I'm legitimately getting triggered. I'm crying and sad and all this other stuff. So I definitely had to limit that. I don't know how you did that. Like I was watching the trial and it was too much because like they they keep reshowing the video, the video you know, from every fucking vantage point. From every angle possible, they're showing pictures of George Floyd in the a hospital and stuff like that. They're like, they're dissecting everything to the point where it's just like, it's too much. Like I found myself crying, really depressed watching it. So now I only watch like clips of here and there of when, of the witnesses and stuff like that, that they bring to the stand. But I I can't watch the full thing. It's honestly, it takes me back to how I felt last year when it all happened and I can't do it. Yeah. Like I I really was going to watch the new show them on Amazon prime, but I was just like, I was, I was reading some of the reviews and I was just like, I actually don't want to see violence towards black people anymore so i was like i'm gonna just go back to like my feel good stuff i miss atlanta i miss insecure like all i've been doing honestly i've been doing rewatch besides now i have been watching falcon and winter soldier that that's been lit okay but i've been watching girlfriends and shit's creep because I was like, I don't want to have to think about like intense things. I just want to see black people existing. Not not shit's creep. That's not black people existing, but girlfriends is black people just existing. But <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been like, yeah, fuck all this. I don't wanna I don't wanna see people in pain. Like that's it. And that's how I it doesn't need to be dramatic. I just need to see black people into just living like we're normal human beings like everybody else. Like I'm tired of the trauma, the yeah. trauma movie sitcoms like baby can i just watch black people just fair, family reunion is fire with tia on netflix uh, no i haven't watched it yet it is a traditional sitcom if you just want to laugh and you know the shit's gonna be predictable but you're just like this is genuinely a good show i hate watching it at first and i turned into a whole fan i'm screaming mm-hmm. You know what you need to, you know what you'll like, you know what, you know what's on Amazon Prime? The Jamie Foxx show. I've been binging that. Oh, I got that on BET Plus. It's fine. It's been bringing me so much joy. It's been bringing me so much joy because like, it takes me back to Jamie when like, he was more into his comedic shit. And it was just like, like, it's like, it it was bringing me so much joy. It's been, I love that show. Yeah. All right. Find stuff that brings y'all joy. Okay. Watch stuff that brings you joy. And then last but not least, number 10, take time to unwind. Have you been unwinding? I do. I, I think I do now. I think I smoke weed and that's my way of unwinding. Period. And edible yesterday, fire. Wow. I need I an edible. Non yours. <laughs> But yeah, that's what that's how I unwind. Other than that, 
I don't, I, I lay in, I honestly just laying in bed for me and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, I, I think about that though, because unwinding is very, it's a hard concept for me. Like, I just be like, what the fuck? How do you, how do you, this is a new concept. How do you even do that? Cause I have classes and I have this and I have that. I have a question. Oh my for both of you. He had his finger up like this. <laughs> I'm crying. Manny got a question. All right. So what does unwinding look like for the both of you? Like, what does that include? Like, does that include like just like uh, you know, like mental, I don't know, just like being comfortable mentally and kind of like, you know, just not worrying about anything to extra, whereas like, you know, like pretty much like civil rights movement type shit in a sense. Where you're not like having to think about like the political the political yeah. blackness. Yeah, um, for me, unwinding, I take walks. Walks are probably like my favorite moment to unwind. Um, just because like I I can put on a podcast and walk or I can listen to music and just walk. And like for me, the sun hitting me, perfect. All I'm thinking about is like, let me be present in this moment. This is nice. And I keep it pushing. So take definitely taking the walks for me. Um, Shit's Creek has been my just guilty pleasure lately. And then also I sit down and read. Like if I'm gonna keep it a buck, like I will sit there, read, I will get myself some peanut M&Ms and some ginger ale and call it a day. <laughs> I don't know why that's the combo, but it's been the combo. That is a weird combo, <laughs> Huh? That is a weird combo. I don't know what it is, but both of those things bring me comfort and it has to be, can it has to be Canada dry and it has to oh, be- Oh, you know what? Canada. There we go. There we go with the two black, she jumped out, there we go. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that's really what it's been. And um, I've been listening to Bronzeville again. So that I've been listening to Bronzeville primarily, but other storytelling podcasts is what I've been listening to um, because it's fiction. I've been getting into books that are outside of reality more and more. And I bought, I've been buying more plays. So for me, unwinding is me reading a book, me being outside and just listen to the natural sounds. There are a lot of times I don't take my headphones with me to be completely honest, because I just want to hear the world around me. Um, and this way, like, that's just, I'm present in that moment. Cause I feel like headphones sometimes take me just into my head regardless. Sometimes I can just listen to a podcast and keep it pushing if it's a certain podcast. But if I already listened to it, I'm not going to put it on again. So I'll definitely just like, let's hear what's going on outside because I'm not going to hold. The other day I was walking down the street and these kids were playing in the park and I said, wow, kids are happy. I'm happy for these kids. I just love seeing black joy. And that, and that right. to me unwinded my entire day. Like I could not complain. So I'm, I'm very serious about my walks. I'm very serious about my breathing and stretching in the morning. Um, and to me, like that is unwinding for a lot of it. Cause I can sit down and just, I can veg out. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> Damn, damn, you have, nah, I think smoking weed and then watching like an anime has been my unwinding. Mm -hmm. Yu yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho has been yeah, my- Yu Yu Hakusho has been, has been has, shows of late. Yeah, so like- I really that, The dude with the whip was my, that was my guy. I oh, love Kurama? him. Yes. Yeah. I like the little mini dude though, cause him and his assistant, they be, their, their little moments are like cute. Are we talking about the- uh, God, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it. That was one of my favorites growing up as a kid, though, too. 
Yeah, that's what I do to unwind. That's it. It's really that simple. But all right, so one last question. Um, <laughs> I'm not even a physical part of this episode, but you know what? You hear. So how do you balance the time between like unwinding and also like partaking and like what's going on in, in like the current world, like the current you know situation? Um, I spend my mornings doing that. My morning, like after I do my affirmations, after I do my breathing, when I listen, when I drink my coffee is when I'm like, if you notice, I tweet mostly in the morning. I don't tweet later in the day anymore as much. <laughs> um, but the morning is where I feel like I have the most clarity to keep it a buck. Like my mind's clear. I am only worried about this one thing. And I know by 7, 7.30, I'm walking to work. I'm stopping by Dunkin'. And then I get my day started with those things that I have to actually worry about. But to be completely honest, like the morning time is when I can catch up on my news and do that stuff. Work, I know what I have to get done during that, during eight to four. And then after four o'clock, my laptop does not open up. Like I'm thinking about just leaving this drawing right at work to keep it a buck. And for Monday through Friday, it stays out my job. And this way I have no temptation to open it. I have no temptation to do any of that extra shit and call it a day. So yeah, I think to balance off after that, after four o'clock is my creative time or my relaxation time. I've, I've been doing naps now and it's been trash, okay? <laughs> but I come home and I sleep until six and then I'll get up, I'll eat, watch TV. And I, I, I never sat on this couch so much in my life and I sit on this couch now. And it, it's, it's, but it's nice though. But I was like, this is also adulting, but also, <laughs> so I think like balance is like, I set my workplace boundaries all the time. Like I'm very serious about those boundaries. Like do not contact me about work shit outside of work. Sorry, if it can't be done between the hours that I'm getting paid to do it, don't pay, don't, don't talk to me. So, I'm screaming. Yeah, no, and I tell my coworkers that all the time. I'm just like, if this is work related, I'm not, unless it is a kid who has an absolute emergency, do not speak to me. Sorry, not sorry. Damn, now I'm thinking like, how do I separate the two? I think I just, honestly, I, I was working full-time and now I'm working part-time. So I only work three days a week instead of five days a week because I feel like two days off don't give you enough to do anything that you want to do. And sometimes they work me from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and it's smack in the middle of my day. And I'm like, what time do I have to create content? Like, what time do I have to do anything? Like, what the fuck? So... I only work three days a week now and the days that I'm, I have off, I either try to, you know, do something that I've been meaning to do. Like, like that's why me and Manny went to Philly and we were just like, Oh, we're going to go to Spruce Harbor or something. Right. Um, or I try to work on content. Me and Manny work on content. Well, literally Manny, when I wake up to go to work, Manny wakes up and starts editing. So we kind of do like, we have our job together. And, but for the most part, when I get off work, smoke weed, the days I have off, just do all the things that I don't that I haven't done during the week because it's either catchable and homework or I work I work on homework while I'm working because sometimes I don't get that many calls and I'll have like an hour between my calls so I just do my homework there so the days that I have off can just be for me right. so that's that's kind of simple now now since I've had those days off but when I was working five days a week I was stressed I was like <laughs> I had to curve it though like during the pandemic because I like it's nice having to go into a building because I'm just like cool I know I wake up at seven at 6 15 I know I have to be out of my house by 7 30 7 40 
I get to work and I sign into homeroom by eight, eight o'clock. And that's when I know that this is just strictly work brain. I don't have to worry about other stuff, but it is definitely like when it was all virtual, that shit all blended together. Like I did not have a separation of now I, I'm gonna tweet this thing, go back to the kids. I'm gonna tweet this thing, go back to the kids. I can do this. I can send out this email while they're working on something, blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't necessarily a delineation of any of my stuff. Um, and then obviously if I'm still like working on creative stuff that happens outside of, outside of work. So it's like, I never, there were days where I spent 10 hours in front of my laptop. I not, no, no more than 10 hours, probably 16 hours in front of my laptop. Cause I would be working from eight to four. And then I would start doing, um, creative stuff, especially on Wednesdays when I had to record this is we, and then also rational anger at the end of the day, I was on there until 10 o'clock at night. Real quick, I'm gonna just give you your flowers because that shit is a lot. Like, especially as being like a creative, like an editor, and everything like that. Being on a laptop for more than like four hours a day is fucking exhausting. So, I'm giving you. Your <laughs> no, it's not. That don't don't credit that. That's something I don't want people to replicate. Like, <laughs> don't do yourself dirty. Give yourself time for breaks because there was a time when I tell you like going all and on all the time. Like for me, I got tired of being like this creative because I was like, there's nothing new. Like I was dead on autopilot. I said, boom, this gets done. Send out this, make sure I bounce this audio, send it over to whoever I need to send it to. Now rational anger, I have to take four stems from other people and edit four different pieces of audio because we're all using separate mics and shit. And then have them be like, all right, boom, what is the clip that we're going to get sent out? Um, does Celine have the stuff to handle our social media? Did Tonia produce this full episode? Mo, are you good? Like, that's what that was working with rational anger. Cause I'm just like, they all take their roles and I'm just like, cool. I show up and I have to just edit all this shit together. But because of the editing stuff that we use for that show, I'm just like, this takes a little bit more time. So I'll, I will be up until midnight having to get up at 6.15 the next morning and then go and do the stuff. Dear Reading is pretty much a straight shot <laughs> cause we've been doing this. Like this is like quick and to the point. But for the other one, it's definitely just like, you got this, you got this, you got this, you sure? Double check. No, cool. You produce this episode because it's more, re like that shows more research heavy. So it's definitely just like, if I'm producing an episode, I had to go through these articles and making sure that all of our references are everywhere that they need to be. And then make sure we're communicating them and we're asking the right questions. Like definitely, this is we is very easy to do because it's just like, I get to geek out about this is us and be mad at Kevin for some dumb shit. And then just be like, wow, we love Beth and Randall. Like that's I love it. Beth and okay, goals. And Tess can get her ass beat. But that's another tour for another day. No, stop because she's going through things. She's, you know, she's I, I know, I know. I I we just recorded this episode. Yes, we just released that episode today. And so I was really sitting there talking shit because I said no, because I know Tess is going through it, but also at the same time, you called Beth out of her name. Sorry, not sorry. You're projecting onto your mom. She's trying. She's doing more than other parents. Yeah, other parents are like, I don't want to hear it, and that's the end of that. Yep, and get out. And they'll stay wild homophobic. <laughs> don't get me started. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I think the I think the virtual space made it so much more difficult for creatives to genuinely like divide up what is work versus creative versus all this other stuff. Cause you know, we do, we're the multi-hyphenate. So we're always doing mad shit. Honestly. And I didn't even think about it until you said it out. And I'm like, damn, like it really truly is exhausting. <laughs> like, 
if you forget about yourself you'll get lost in it all like especially like i'm what was it like for you starting up your business in the middle of the pandemic because i'm like that that takes time and dedication to make sure your social media is right your website's right your blog is right you're now keeping up with these cut you're dealing with customer service and it's and and that's the thing like when i first started it up it took me like weeks well actually a month just working on all of that and then like i'm always changing it so i'm getting a new site i'm changing how like my prices i'm changing how i talk to my customers so it's just like it's a consistent thing over and over again but like it's exhausting it's exhausting when you have school work and a whole business like now that school's going to be over in may i can have a breath of fresh air and then like that's why like I'm like when I'm moving to Philly, like getting, uh, you know, a desk and getting an iPad. So when I do travel, I have an iPad with me. And when I'm at home, I have an iMac where I can do everything, sit there. That's all I'm doing for today and then go back to my bed. Like I, th- I do think working from your bed is horrible. That's why I've always like like content creating. Like I can work from my bed because it's an easy job. But like content creating, sitting there editing, making sure everything's right. That's a whole nother story. Mm, I hate that. I'd be hating it. Even like trying to edit down these uh, Dear Reading clips too. I'm just trying to figure out like what are the best Zoom edit techniques to start using so this way we can like get better at like when we post videos up, there's actual more branding and stuff around it rather than just a little lower third. Like, but we out here. (laughs) That's a fact. Um, Other than that though, uh, Manny, did you have any other questions for us before we sign out? Um, I don't have any questions, but, you know, I'll be back for other episodes to ask random questions, so, you know. I look forward to it. Maybe one day we should just get Manny to just interview us. That would be fun. <laughs> Apparently, fun. he has a lot Wait, of Wait, what? Nah, don't tell me that, because next week I'll probably have some questions for y'all. Oh, there no, ain't no one less. I, I want, like, I'm excited for us to start doing, like, more of the fun video content anyways. Like, Dear Rang's really about to have a whole TikTok. And have That's some enough. That'll be fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Other than that, um, <laughs> um, as listeners, I hope that you also got something out of this episode. We went through 10 different tips um, in terms of how to declutter your mind. Um, so Noma Nazish wrote this as well um, for Forbes Life. So I'll make sure to leave this article in there. And if something that resonated with you, let us know. Um, if there's a certain tip that you're like, yo, I really like this, but here's how you can modify it or challenge us to do a little bit better. If you want to like, let me and Marie know, like, hey, y'all could probably do this and it makes your life 10 times easier. Feel free to also do that. You know, we love it. Sometimes I may or may not take the advice, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. (laughs) Um, But ultimately declutter your mind in the best way that you know how to um, and figure out like what works for you. So whether those are your morning Um, your daily routines that you have, your winding down routines, um, figure out like exactly what works for you. And then we'll kind of go from there. Cool. Other than that, we're going to get right into the Dear Reading segment. Um, Dear Reading is where we give an open love letter to the city. So whatever we talked about in a pre during this episode, or if we want to give a piece of advice to the city of Reading, this is the space where we do it. Um, So Marie, would you like to go first or shall I go first? I'll go first. Um, go first dear Reading, make sure you just breathe um sometimes you're caught up in multiple things or you're doing multiple things at once um and you forget to just take a deep breath and or just take a couple deep breaths or some breathing exercises so just breathe word um dear Reading, make very intentional time for yourself 
fall in love with yourself. That's honestly it. Like figure out what you like, what you don't like, what makes you happy, what makes you smile um, and cut out the negative energy. If you know that you have it in your life, figure out how you can mitigate that or manage it um, and kind of go from there. Like it's real chill. If it's you taking a day trip to a different city, do it. I did Baltimore. I did DC. I don't know where I'm going to go next, but I know I'm going to tell I'm being intentional about taking my day trips or weekend trips by myself. Or even if you don't want to do, if you don't have the opportunity to do that, honestly, I got an Airbnb in Philly and it was nice. Damn, that's some- the dude left us a bottle of wine too. Okay. Okay. It was so nice. What Airbnb was this? I'll send it to you. It was a very nice Airbnb. Like chill. The kitchen area was really nice. He his space was really nice. Could not complain. I love this. I, I love, love that. This. Sometimes you just need to, you know, breathe and take a take a walk. Yeah. Simple shit. Take a walk. Like don't overthink it. Just and do things for yourself. I think people forget that with you know social media. People just want to do things for social media, but make sure you do it for yourself because if you're not happy and you're trying to make other people that don't even know you happy, what's the point of it? Or perform that happiness because that shit's not that shit's not healthy. Like at the end of the day. Exactly. You don't, you don't need to fake your happiness. If you're if you feel that type of way, feel that you're you're extremely valid in however you're feeling. And be vocal about that. Okay. Perfect. All right. I think that we I think that's a motherfucking episode. All right, we did that. All right, y'all. This is Dear Reading episode 88. Okay, we got 12 more episodes till we hit that 100th episode and we celebrate in. All right. Ooh. But I'm not gonna hold. I think. By the time we get to episode 100, that's 18th, 25th, 2nd. We're going to get, uh, by the time we hit our um, 100th episode, it'll probably be our three-year anniversary. Wow. So at the same time, yep. We popping bubbly. <laughs> Oh no, we are we are getting lit. July fourth, we are July seventh. We're getting lit. We're having a dear wedding day party. <laughs> I'm putting that on my calendar. Period, and it's on a Wednesday, so it might just be an evening party, but we're doing something. No, we're doing something. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. On that note, see y'all might y'all might get something from us because we're still recording. So, <laughs> alrighty, I we will see y'all next week. This is dear wedding episode eighty eight. Gang, gang, we out. Yeah. Her.